Hey, I'm Natalie Abbott. And I'm Vera Schmitz. We are sisters who host the Dwell Differently podcast. We help you memorize and meditate on one Bible verse every month. And all month long on our podcast, we talk about what that verse means, why it matters, and how we can apply that verse to our daily lives. Hey, welcome back to the Dwell Differently podcast. This is your host, Natalie Abbott. And I'm Vera Schmitz, your other host of the Dwell Differently podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When we were getting on here, Vera was making the like eighth grade portrait smile. Not the eighth grade portrait smile. It's Natalie's. She used to flare her nostrils real big when she smiled. What? I I thought when you were saying it's your eighth grade portrait smile that you meant like you're generally yours, not me specifically you specific. calling me out on my nostril flaring <laughs> it was for you oh hey. i thought it, i thought you would know <laughs> i apparently was unaware <laughs> oh. Oh, how that's could you awesome. not know i well now i now everyone knows apparently mm-hmm. so i'll have to find that picture and post it for you guys because it's also has really big bangs the biggest bangs like my mom cut my bangs for me and she cut them so that they were really far back on my head so i had a lot of hair in that spot i think <laughs> a lot I of people curled did. them and then i also curled them and made them bigger but it was like it was like she's not a hairstylist just for anybody who isn't unaware of that um so that was also <laughs> part of the problem <laughs> uh, that's so, a gift yes. we'll we'll be sure to include have, that in the show notes yeah. I definitely have a, I have a, it's like a triangle also. So my hair was short and then big curly thing in the front on the top. The rest of it was straight, of course, obviously. And then it kind of came out like a triangle. And then I remember I had a red turtleneck under a white sweater. Turtlenecks are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bless me. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about our verse for the month. We're not here to talk about school pictures right now. But uh, yeah, we are going to hopefully bless you uh, by answering some of the questions that we send out to our members uh, as they are thinking about what this verse means and how does it apply to their life and hopefully maybe asking these questions with other people that they're memorizing with. So we're going to we're going to tackle a couple of those in this episode today. Uh, But the verse that we've been memorizing this month is stinking awesome. I love this verse. It is from Titus 3. Four through five A. I think it is just like a little microcosmic, beautiful gift to us of the message of Christmas, the message of Christ, the message of the gospel that we find in the Bible, the message of God's love and kindness for all humanity. So, uh, without further ado, here is our most <laughs> amazing verse, and I, a verse I didn't know until until now, which is really kind of fun. It says this: "But when the kindness." And love of God our Savior appeared. He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. Woo! I don't know about you, but I need that message about not because of the righteous things that we had done. (laughs) This is deep. It's real deep. It's deep. It's beautiful. It's like, here's the kindness and love of God, God, our Savior God, the guy who who loves us and is going to save us. And he saves us not because of righteous things we had done. And I would even put in a parenthesis there, like, in, but in spite of, mm-hmm. 
all of the mess that we make slash, but because of his mercy. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Yeah. Not, not because of what we do. So all y'all trying to like win it and prove it and be the boss lady and earn it and you know, whatever it's, it's Christmas season. So we are all under the pile of our, of expectations. That is not what saved you. That is not what saves you. That is not good news that is actually really bad news. And I would say if you do a study of like world religions, this is the typical like you will earn this. You will reach enlightenment. You will please the Lord by, you know, X, Y, Z. And on the scale that is your life, if you don't have enough good and you have too much bad, then uh oh, bad things are going to happen to you. But God said, I have this mercy and it's going to tip the scales. My mm -hmm. kindness, my love, my son will tip the scales, not with your righteous goodness, because y'all, that's not, that ain't even close, but because of his righteousness. Yeah, it's a great verse. It, and I love that contrast of what does it mean if the, the opposite is true that you just described? Like, mm -hmm. if I believe that the good is going to, has to outweigh the bad or yeah. that I need to earn something, like, that's that's heavy. And imagine if if you believe that and bad things are happening to you and it's this belief that like I must have I must not have been good enough if this thing is happening to me. Like all of that yeah. weight is so weighty. And so many of us proclaim this truth as what we believe but we actually live like the the opposite worldview. Yeah, which is what we're going to talk about today. But also on top of that, there are a lot of folks who actually believe those world worldviews, that they are going to yeah. earn heaven, quote unquote, whatever that heaven is, or that somehow they have to acquire enough good deeds in, er in order for good things to happen to them. Mm -hmm. And that is just so hard to believe. That's not, that's not good news. It's not really what I want to know to be true because I know me. We all know <laughs> us. And- yeah. You know, even if I'm good on the outside and other people call me good, I know what goes on on the inside. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know what goes on in my heart and in my head. And Jesus says, like, even if you think ill of somebody, it's the same as murder. So we're going to get into all that today. It's super deep. It's super beautiful because we can be freed of all of that um, if yeah. we choose to believe it to be true. Yeah. And I would just say, like, to anybody who's listening right now, who's kind of bearing up under the weight of all of those expectations of that, you know, sort of that performance expectation that we put on ourselves. And again, I, I think it's, it's ironic that at the time of year, when we celebrate this beautiful message of Jesus coming because we couldn't earn it, that he, we, we spend all of this time bustling around trying to, trying to kind of earn it really, um, trying to, to win it and do it and, and achieve it and, and get all, everything ticked off of that list. Well, that, that list of all of the things that you have to do, none of those things are what God looks at and says, this is, this is why I love Vera Beth. This is why I love Natalie Joy. Um, not true. Those are not true. That is not what makes us acceptable for him. So Vera, let me ask our first question. How are you tempted to see the good things you've done as ways to earn God's favor or prove your worth? Yeah. So <laughs> as a perfectionist and a high achiever, 
this verse really is something that I continually, almost daily, have to check myself with. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, I was that, you know, like call me the teacher's pet, coach's <laughs> pet. This is true. She really was. Earning everything, achieving everything, winning every award. And I think the hard thing, the reason why I sometimes see God this way, I think is because humans operate this way. Mm-hmm. So when I achieve and when I earn, what do I get in return? I get praise. I get elevated, I get celebrated, and that feels good, especially to a young kid. And Mm -hmm. so you get into this habit of needing approval and needing acceptance and needing praise. And so you get into this pattern and cycle of, well, I'm going to earn even more next time. I'm going to, I'm going to do even better next time. I'm going to, I'm going to be the best, not in my school. I'm going to be the best in my state. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to be just the best in my state. I'm going to be the best in the country. And so I'm I'm talking specifically about um, sports. For me, that was like the avenue that all this kind of started in. Um, and so when you get that praise and your pictures on the front of the sports section of the, your hometown newspaper, like that builds up that expectation inside of you mm-hmm. and you want that approval. And I would have never told you I wanted that approval, but deep down in me, I I felt like if I if I failed. If I didn't win or I didn't have straight A's, then I wasn't going to have that same acceptance and approval. And so I think that's how I treated my relationship with God. Like I related with him like, it, well, if this is how everybody around me treats me because I'm winning these things, then it must be the same with God. Um, and to be honest, like that's probably not even true. Like my coaches were fantastic. They would have loved me if I lost Like if I didn't bring home straight A's, my parents, yeah, my parents would have been like, great, you got to be, you know, Mm -hmm. it was never uh, um, placed on me by other people. And I think a lot of people, it is placed on them, but my parents weren't those parents that like needed me to win everything at all. It was my own internal drive of like wanting more Mm -hmm. and needing more. So all that to say, I treat, I, I, my relationship with God, especially at a young age was very like, don't mess up. You're going to mess up. Don't mess up. Don't fail. Don't say the mm. wrong thing. And that piece of grace and mercy, I don't, I don't, I, I believed it with my words and in my head that makes sense. And I understood like how I was saved by, you know, quote unquote, it was nothing that I did to save me. But I mm. think in my practical living, I, I was in this transactional relationship still with God of like, mm. mostly like stay perfect. Don't, don't disappoint God. Hmm. So Vera, how does it feel when you're doing that, when you rely on your own righteousness and good deeds? How does it feel to rely on the righteousness of Jesus instead? So you you have two choices here. You either say, "This I'm going to earn this, I'm going to earn God's favor, or Jesus earned God, God's favor for me. And how does that make you feel as a human? Like what is the, what does that like that do for your psyche for the the way that you think about yourself, the way that you feel about yourself when you're relying on, I got to do all these things versus Jesus did all these things. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the former, it's just the pressure of achieving and winning, like the pressure Mm -hmm. of not letting anybody down is, Mm -hmm. it's such a burden. Like it is such a burden to always second guess what I've said and what I've done Mm -hmm. and think, did I say the wrong thing? Did I offend somebody? Did I 
did I make the wrong choice all the time? And yeah. and that when I am in that loop, it is I will question every step I take. Some people are listening like this girl is crazy. <laughs> And you'd be right. Uh, like anytime I talk to my my our other sister about this, she's like, "You you's crazy," because she, she's <laughs> she's one of those folks who's just like ult, ultimate confidence in like the decision she makes and she stands behind it, you know. Yeah, which is beautiful in a lot of ways. But you know, to constantly be needing to keep everybody happy and to mm. achieve is such a heavy burden. It like just presses down on your shoulders, and sometimes I will live in that that pattern for a while. And because it's so comfortable, because I did it for so many years, I won't even notice that I'm there until I wake up one morning. I'm like, I'm literally worried about what everything I'm doing. Is it the right thing to do? Did I, did I, Mm. you know, whatever. Versus when I am, I have to like legit tell myself, this is something I used to say to myself when I was pole vaulting. For those of you who don't know, I I trained for several years post-collegiate like after college to try to make the Olympic team in pole vaulting. And I literally would have to tell myself, I can only do my very best. Or your Vera Beth. <laughs> That's what Natalie always says. My, my middle <laughs> name is Beth. So I can only do my Vera Beth. Um, but I can only do my very best because I had higher expectations than even my very best. Mm-hmm. So just mm. reminding myself of truth of like, I can only do my very best or like, you know what? I said what I said to that person. I I did my best. I tried to be honest or true or kind or whatever. If there's an issue, I have to trust that they're going to come back and let me know that there's an issue here. Mm. I can't just worry all the time about, am I perfect? And so I I think the big thing for me when I am living in a world, in my own thought world, that is under what Jesus has done for me. Mm-hmm. I can remind myself of these small truths that God is in control, not me, that his love covers all my sin, anything I might do that's wrong or offensive, I'm going to sin. Guess what? He loves me. He covers it. Mm. And ultimately, like I have to just remind, like it comes back to love. God loves me. He cares for me. He's always there for me. And it is not dependent on me being perfect. Because Jesus is perfect. And so I have to just tell myself these tiny little truths of like, Jesus is near me. Mm. Jesus loves me. It's okay. I'm not perfect. I can do my best and then I can go to sleep at night. Mm. And so if you're like me, and you struggle with this, like hear those words and write them down and say them to yourself. Jesus Mm. loves me. Jesus cares for me. Jesus is perfect. So I don't have to be Mm. like that is, that is, that is the core for me. This is my, this is probably of all the sin of all the lies that I could potentially believe. This is the biggest one that I have to be perfect. And Mm. And that I need man's approval. And I'm guys, if I'm being real with you, like I'm I'm dealing with this today. <laughs> like I deal with this <laughs> on the regs. Mm. And to remember these truths that that it is not about you being perfect, it will free you. It will lift the burden from your shoulders. Mm. And you can rely on Jesus. He is so good and he will take it from you immediately. Mm. 
So good, Vera. I, uh, I think that's why I love this verse so much because it, it talks about the kindness and the love of God, our savior appearing and that he saved us, not because of what we did, but because of his mercy. And there's just this freedom in that. So I would encourage people who are listening to this and feeling that weight, whether you feel it in, and it's the, the hardest, most deep struggle that you continually have in your life. If, if that's you, and this verse is for you. But if, if you're just like a me <laughs> and don't need to be perfect. <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. Well, I'm fine with not being perfect. You sure um, are. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but I, I think all of us as human beings, we struggle with this in one way or another, you know, and, and in, in various degrees over the seasons of our life, um, we, we struggle with this and we struggle with receiving the kindness and love of God, our savior, not because of righteous things we had done. We struggle with like putting those good things, like, and those good things are things that we should do. And they're things that, we, that, you know, if you go back and listen to the teaching episode, I do talk about that a little bit. Like, you know, if you're tempted to think that God's, we shouldn't do anything good now that we're saved, that's not, that's not the message here. And, and, and later in the, in the passage, uh, Paul talks about that, but it's, if we can just kind of push those things aside and say, that is not where my value lies. That is not where my worth is. When God looks at me, he sees the righteousness of Christ Mm -hmm. because I believe in his sacrifice on my behalf, that he lived the perfect life, like you said, Vera, that he died the death that I deserved for all the unrighteous things that I have done. And instead of treating me with the punishment that I deserved, in Christ, I have received mercy. In Christ, I receive the kindness and love of God, our Savior, mm-hmm. who is pleased to save us, who endured shame and betrayal and suffering on our behalf to give us the love of God the Father. And so we should and can when we find ourselves in this place of feeling like I'm earning it, I'm achieving it, I'm, I'm living under this, I'm in this rat race, you know, which so often I think we find ourselves in, we can realign our souls by telling ourselves something that is true, something like this first. Hopefully you're memorizing it along with us. If you're not, go follow us on Instagram and screenshot that baby and, and start memorizing it because it is so valuable to get these words in your heart and in your mind so that when the enemy comes and attacks and says, you are not enough, you are not good enough, you're not perfect enough, you didn't do enough, you can say no. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior appeared, he saved us, he saved me, not because of the righteous things I did, but because of his mercy. Mm-hmm. That is what you can say to yourself when you find yourself in this spiral. Um, and, and I'm, I'm just answering question number six <laughs> on our <laughs> card, actually it says the next time you're tempted to rely on your good deeds to earn God's favor or anyone's, what's one thing you could do to remind yourself that your efforts don't earn your salvation or prove your worth. Do that. Say the verse, say that verse to yourself. Or like Vera said, if you don't have that verse in your head right off the, you know, if, if it escapes you, you know, Jesus, you are perfect. Jesus, you are near. Jesus, you love me. Jesus, you died for me. Like you can say those things too, because those are also really true things. But but fight the thing, the lie that you're you're tempted to believe with that truth. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'll do it. 
I do it. <laughs> uh, me too. Me too. Definitely. Especially I think in this season is it, to have this on repeat in my head, you know, thinking about Christmas, thinking about Christ and his, his, his appearance, you know, that, 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 that when Christ appeared, that was the kindness and love of God in full flesh, ready to, to live with us for 33 years, not just like for a day and be like, all right, I'm going to sacrifice myself for y'all, but I'm not hanging out with you. Um, but for 33 years, God with us, Emmanuel, that is the, the, the God that we serve, the God who loves us and is kind to us, um, in, in the most profound ways. So as you go forth, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May this, these words be upon your lips and in your heart and on your, in your mind. And in the, in the middle of the night, when you're having trouble falling asleep, because you feel like you didn't do enough, say this to yourself. Amen. We will. All right. Awesome. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks Vera for, for being my co-host and making everything really fun. (laughs) It's my pleasure. All right. And, and we really will, we'll find that, that, uh, ridiculous picture with me flaring my nose in the big bangs. Please do. We'll we'll put that forward for all, all good things. It is a, it's a Christmas blessing that people just need to, to receive. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Nat. Yep. Thanks for listening, friends. I have a little public service announcement for you. If you have never been to our website, dwelldifferently.com, you should go over there because we have all kinds of devotional resources there for you. We would just love for you to visit over there. We have year upon year upon year of verses that we have been memorizing. Every month we memorize one new verse. And every month we post at least four devotionals on that verse. So if you're thinking, I'd like to memorize a couple more verses or another verse every month, then that's a great way to do it. So go on over to dwelldifferently.com and check out all of our old resource content. Just go to the devotional page and you can find all kinds of stuff there. It's free and we just would love to help you connect with God in that way.